Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, welcome and good morning to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner with you all thanks to Betfair. You can play your way and find better odds on the AFL with Betfair. As always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if gambling becomes an issue. Big show coming up. Unfortunately, no Claire Lindop this week because we've had to go a fraction earlier with the show with uh, commitments through with Trackside and whatnot. So please be mindful of the form and the interviews that the show is recorded a fraction earlier. But a big show coming up. Trav Dowdle to join me not too far away. We discuss some of his runners and some horses that are coming back in work, including struck by Princess Raffles, Max Fire, where they're all heading. And then uh, after the break, we're going to have a chat to Ash Downing. And uh, the Downing team are going extremely well. The horses are going super for the Downing camp. Had a winner during the week. Cash and Checks also running. We'll have a chat there. We'll also run through the card, of course, and have our best values and lays of the day. Now, also, look, we've just got to remember that when we go early, uh, we've just got to be careful in regards to the track. It's going to be rain-affected again. It's been soft and cold and wet and windy all week here. So please be mindful that we are doing the form in mind with uh, tracks that are well, severely sort of affected. So anyway, we'll have a quick look on last week. And uh, look, the comments were early doors that it was going to be uh, essentially a strip out, and um, uh, that's why I wasn't really all that keen to put any bests out, or and or even the values were all quarter stakes. Now, uh, mine were Allo Boom, Big Sue, and Free Market. They've all run absolutely nowhere. We'll run through the card though. Birdies Galore uh, was one of the horses mentioned by a few of us. I think the other team sort of went with it, wasn't keen to play at all. Tundra and Champagne in Lace rounded out the numbers. We move to race number two, Bayesian Bell. Well, that was one that we sort of did have included there for the Balfour team and for Jason Holder. And yeah, it uh, it won quite convincingly. Lucky Blue ran a drum there at $21 a place for Justin Potter. We move to race number three, Cala Dream. Uh, they call me Alvin, totally discreet. Well, totally discreet, went under. Um, look, it was probably a really difficult sort of race um, there. I probably don't think too many was sort of involved with Cala Dream. Uh, Tubby Two Tracks got the better of Prince of Fences, Fox Dior. Now we had a few other ones in that race too. Probably another result that wasn't really expected. Then it just continued. Ishi Bansan beat Aussie Soju and I think got a, a push from Claire. Prade de Trois and Lord Boozeron rounded out the numbers in race number five. In race number six, Time Warrior. Well, had it in the quaddy, thank goodness. Not that it mattered because I didn't get it anyway, but a blowout. $21.40 the win it paid on top tote. Beat Stars on Gary and Gary was, or Guerrero as they say, in third. Zoo Storm ran into fourth. Second league of the quaddy, race number seven, Agrimony. Now, it was mentioned, I'm pretty sure, by Claire, so I included that in my quaddy and have to thank her for that. Pim's party, so you can. They were third and fourth. So Angel ran second. Once again, not anywhere near it. Couldn't find a winner. 
and also race number eight on the card. Star Hill, $6. Not one that I had either. This knocked me out of the quaddy here. Oakfield Geronimo. This was massive by Claire Lindop. She said to uh, make sure you keep an eye on this horse. It's run $13 a place, Oakfield Geronimo, and was coming a great ride by Jess Eaton. Twister Fury into second and Zula. Uh, sorry, Twister Fury third and Zula ran fourth. And the last of the day, well, Jaguar, we just heard from Trav Dowdle. $19 winner beat left-hand man. Uh, we're about to hear from Trav Dowdle, should I say. Left-hand man, influential Jack and Lakes Folly in Jaguary. Just loves getting his toe into the ground and goes around again today. Speaking of, it's now time to get to our first guest on the SA Betfair Edge. Uh, well, he's one of our favourites. We love getting him on the show. Horses always run well for us. His name is Trav Dowdle. He joins us. How are you, Trav? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Miles. Yourself? Good. Going well. Mate, uh, I've enjoyed following... Um, some of your horses of late. They seem to be running really well for you. Is it sort of a time of the year where you find that, that some of your horses like getting their toe in the ground? Yeah, look, I've got a, I've got a handful of horses there that do seem to like a, a bit of giving a track. So, um, yeah, the last year we had a bit of luck this time of year and, and, yeah, this year's sort of no exception. We've been waiting for that rain and it's it's starting to come, so it's been helpful. A couple I want to go back and talk about. Uh, we'll start Sacred Amore, that photo there at Murray Bridge. That was enough to break your heart, wasn't it? Yeah, it was devastating. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I had to, you know, sort of look at it a few times and I was left scratching my head a bit. But uh, we're in front everywhere by the post, I think. And uh, what a win by Jaguary um, back at the Parks track. That was a super win in that 78 race. And it's on a heavy eight. It's, well, we're going to talk about uh, the horse in a minute, but is it just sort of horse that just screams out the minute it goes wet, um, uh, out he comes? Yeah, he just absolutely loves it. Uh, he thrives on it. Um, he, he's um, never won a race on a good track. He's had about 20 goes and he's run placings. He's, he's run a second at, at uh, Murney Valley on a good track, but he's never actually won on a good track. And on the, on the soft, he's, he's got a fantastic record. He's unbeaten in the heavy. And um, I think he's had about, uh, I think he must have had six wins on the soft as well. So he just thrives in it. He's sound. He just seems to, um, he just seems to love it. A lot of horses that have sort of got a, a few problems, you know, they like the wet because it takes the problems away. But he's sound. He just, um, he just seems to love it. A couple of horses I want to talk about before we move into your runners. Uh, how's Struck by? Your old mate? Yeah. He's doing well. He's up, he's up at my, uh, he's up at my new farm. At Woods Point, he's uh, got a belly full of loosen, and he's um, yeah, he's he's had a good campaign. He obviously he won a, a few races um, to start with, and did it quite impressively. He had to step up into the big time, and and um, you know he he raced really well. I, I think he got beat half a length there at uh, Oatbank, which um, it was a really strong race. It was a great race up there actually, and you know he ran a cracking race, and you know he's had a couple of starts since then and he's, he's he's around the mark without without winning one but um he'll go out and he'll come back in the spring and we'll set him for some nice races what about pretty exciting. what about spanish heirloom yeah she's the same she's back in work now she um has had a bit of a breather um and and back in now so she's fighting fit and she'll be back at the races probably you know before the end of the season so um looking forward to her she's just such an honest horse she's so tough it's exciting when they bowl out in front like she does and and it's catch me if you can sort of style with her and yeah she's really exciting and um she's got a great owner in ray fewings and he just trusts me and lets me do my thing with her so it, it's been really good having her in the team and one i've got a lot of time for max fire max fire yeah he has um headed up to darwin so 
we've got a connection with the on fire racing boys and um, Jason Manning. So he's their trainer up there. So we've um, sent him up there in, in good nick. So he's going up there for the, the he'll go to the Guineas and the and the Derby up there and, and possibly the Cup. I'm not too sure. We'll see how he's faring. But um, pretty exciting to hand the reins over to Jason. He's a ripper fella and he's a good trainer. And uh, I'm hopefully I can get up there and, and watch him go around and have no pressure on me. I can sit there with a stubby and, <laughs> and watch him go around. So I think it'll be it'll be enjoyable. I'm trying to wrangle my way into a ticket up there at the moment too. Uh, with a horse like that, um, does do you get sort of an early indication that the horse will handle the dirt, or you just don't know until race day? Well, he actually had his first ever start for me on the on the dirt. Uh, we took him to Port Augusta, and he he got through it quite well. He ran second that day. Uh, and then he came out and obviously won um, a few after that. Um, so, yeah, he seemed to get through it quite well. Um, so, to, to be honest, I first sent me the horse to sort of give, get a bit of a feel for him, uh, get him ready and send him up to Darwin. And it just so happened that he really started to thrive when he came to the stables. And um, we gave him that test on the uh, Port Augusta track to see if he handled the dirt. But he went so well, we thought we'll keep him down here and give him a few starts. And, you know, he ended up... Um, you know, black type placed. So he, um, he he sort of definitely went above and beyond what we were first expecting when we got him. Uh, last one I'll ask on, you probably won't expect me to, but Princess Raffles. Yep. Yes. Uh, look, she's been a frustrating horse. As a two-year-old, she was super frustrating. You know, I think she got beat um, 0.9 of a length in a group race uh, to run four, you know, so she missed out on her black type. She ran third in the Magic Millions and you know, she was disappointing to sort of come so close but um, not get the chocolates for her. But we, we did our best as a two-year-old to get that black print for her and she was painfully close but uh, missed. Um, you know, she's won a race as a three-year-old now and she's got three races uh, in the last month of her um, three-year-old season. So she goes to uh, Murray Bridge um, the first week of next month and then there's uh, a couple of races for her after that as a three-year-old before we... Um, sort of work out what we do with her going forward as a four-year-old. Looking forward to following her. Let's get into your runners on Saturday. And uh, the listeners know we're doing this a fraction early. But Rising Renown, race number five, you get up to the 22.50. Look, I thought that... um, like probably gallant in that last race, and I'd had to do probably a lot of the heavy lifting. I expected a little bit more, though. Were you probably the same? And then now getting back up to a bit longer trip, you're down in weight here, yeah. drawn okay. I, like I'm sort of expecting a better showing. Is that sort of fair? Yeah, it is fair. It's absolutely 100 percent right. I, I was disappointed last week. Um, you know, in saying that, he sort of he rolled forward, and the, the horses that went forward with him, they sort of all finished around the around the same mark together. Um, you know, beaten, I think, five to seven lengths. Um, so it was disappointing. Um, we're stepping him up. He does handle the wet. And, um, you know, hopefully he can sort of take a little bit of a sit on him this time and, and just cruise along with him with that lightweight. He can join in when he needs to and, and uh, feature in the finish. But I definitely was disappointing in, in him last time. Uh, he's rock hard fit, so I expected a bit more and hopefully he brings it this week. Race number six, uh, the BM82 over the 1550. Jaggery goes around again. Nice win um, in what was probably, you know, a, a reasonably handy 78, I thought, um, like beating horses like left-hand man. Um, if the track stays this way, he's got to be right in the hunt again. Yeah, he does. Um, look, we we sort of um, had a little bit of a go to see if we could get him into that um, <clears throat> the uh, 1,400-metre final, the $100,000 race. And first up, he ran a cracking race, but didn't quite get the points we needed to go into it. So 
Uh, we had to change um, tack a little bit. We sent him across the sand down to sort of give him a bit of a run. He needed to run in between races, and, you know, we hoped he could um, feature in the finish over there, but he didn't quite get there. But we've got three races picked out for him, and the first being last week that he that he won, and, and then um, we're always sort of backing him up into this week, and then um, he's got another race in a fortnight. So, um, yeah, we've got the three races picked out for him, and, you know, if, if the track stays like this, he, he will be a, a really good showing. One I'm really keen to talk about here is Sacred Amour. We mentioned the photo at Murray Bridge. Now, I found that track, uh, being there on the day, Trav, like real laney, I suppose, as if you weren't in the right yeah. strip, you almost couldn't win. Yeah. Uh, loses a photo, but if you go back off that run beforehand, it, it rolls Calypso Rain in an 82. Calypso Rain subsequently comes out, wins another 82 in the right lane at Murray Bridge. Oh, this horse has got yeah. to be in this race right up to its neck. Yeah, he sure does. Um yeah, like you say, like going going back, he, um, he he obviously won first up this time for us and we set him for that final where he, he ran a really good third. Probably the barrier beat him that day, I think. Um, and, yeah, look, it was just unfortunate. You know, he ended up in front. We didn't want to lead um, the other week, but that's just where we ended up and we ended up stuck in that lane. So there wasn't much we could do about it, but uh, hopefully this week we've got a, we've got a nice marble. So... We should be able to jump and be handy, but not have to um, not have to take up the running. And, and hopefully, he can come out into the right part of the track and, and hopefully he gets the money for us. Um, great group of owners, and, and they deserve a win. Would he be the best out of the three at Morfittville? I think so. Um, you know, he can probably make his own luck a little bit more. Um, Jaguary will be tempo related, and uh, obviously, the track looks like it's going to be um, suiting him, but. Um, He'll, he'll definitely be tempo-related if they walk and he's out the back. It's going to be hard for him. But if they run along at a nice tempo, um, he's obviously going to be storming home really hard. But, um, yeah, Sacred Amour should be able to f- make his own luck from that barrier, and he's probably my best for the weekend. What I want to talk about, though, is uh, my old man, as you might not know, Travis, the president of the Apsley Race Club. They've had to shift their meeting uh, from Apsley to yeah. Casterton because they repaired a culvert at the Eden Oak track, and... Just that one little patch uh, was the problem. It didn't sit with all the rain they've had. But not usual glorious goes to the Apsley Cup at Casterton. Uh, and look, I'd expect it to be pretty wet down there on Sunday as well. It's still a track you can get your toe in the ground, and this horse loves it. He'd have to be a red-hot show down there uh, on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely he, he is. Um, you know, we, we think the track will suit him. Uh, he's drawn quite well. Um, and yeah, this has been a race that we've sort of had on the... <clears throat> had on the whiteboard for quite some time uh, leading into it. When they sort of get to this rating, it can be tricky, but um, this race, well, it's just been screaming out to us for a long time. So uh, we get him into it. He's got a good barrier. And, um, look, yeah, he, he's a really good, realistic chance of, of bringing home the cup for the owners. I had a chat to the Port Boys at the Murray Bridge races. They mentioned it. So I've already told the old man when he hands the cup over to you to shake your hand and say, say that he's responsible for me, mate. <laughs> so, hey, uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, look forward to watching your horses go around. Thanks for your time today, and we'll chat again soon, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers. Trav Dowdle there, and Wells got some good chances right across the weekend. Uh, we're going to jump to a break on the other side of this. Ash Downing to join us to talk about a few runners there. Coming up later in the show, we run through the card, of course, and then we get our best values and lays of the day. This is the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair. Find better odds on the AFL and play your way with Betfair. Call 1-800-858-858. As always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. 
The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. The Queensland Winter Carnival, it's heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. And as always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're here at the Betfair Edge. We try to find the stables in form, and you can't get any better form than this. Last three runners, Cash and Checks, Equa and Silent Don, they were all winners. So we speak of Ashton Downing, and great to have her on the show. Hello to you, Ashton. How are you going? Thanks very much for having me on. That's okay. Ashton, um, starting to make a, a fair bit of a mark um, in the in the racing scene here in South Australia. Can you just tell us a bit about your background and, and sort of getting to Morfittville and some stables there, a, a bit about what some of the punters wouldn't know? Yeah, um, so I started off my grandfather actually bred horses. Um, so I was kind of always around them there. And did the Chase course, um, which I think clearly not actually running on the course department. So I learned how to ride racehorses there and then started working for Richard Jolly on experience. And then then on got a job with him, then got into track riding and then eventually to into getting my own licence eventually. So that's where it all goes. Th- things are going well for you. Um, we'll talk about the last three runners. Silent Don, what a win at Balaclava. Had a little uh, shilling on Wednesday trackside on Silent Don. It was a super win. Yeah, it was fantastic, yes. It was all, it all worked out in the end. We kind of, um, obviously it was a bit of a risk going to the outside fence. You didn't really know what the ground, like the ground did seem a lot better walking it, but um, obviously that always doesn't work. Sometimes, so but Ben seemed confident enough to do that as well. So we kind of thought, look, we'll try it as long as he's kind of running on. That's what we we're aiming for because his last few runs are a bit disappointing. Let's but um, Blinker's back on. He just sort of found another gear, which was great. Yeah, it was a good win. Now let's talk a little bit about your team. How many do you have in work? And are you look, things looking to get bigger, or are you sort of happy maintaining a certain size, or or looking to sort of grow and, and expand a bit? Um, so I've got 11 in, definitely looking to grow. Um, a lot of them are my family's homebred horses, which obviously we can't keep them all. <laughs> that doesn't really pay the bills. But, um, yeah, so we're definitely looking for new owners, new horses. We're looking to buy a few, get a few people in, more so tried horses, because that seems to be what we're better at. Maybe more so because we've done that more. But, um, yeah, so we're definitely looking to grow. Um, I a mate of mine, Reese Paul, I think has a couple of horses with you or some shares in some. Is it Manzala and Pollyanna? Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, Reese. So he's had a few with us now, which is fantastic. Um, we've had a fair bit of success with Manzala for him. Pollyanna was a little bit disappointing, but um, no, he's um, he's going good. Manzala, he'll be in next weekend. We're just kind of avoiding. Uh, he didn't go great on the heavy tracks last prep, so we just thought we'd. George last weekend and wait for Murray Bridge. Things to get drier up there. So, another one I wanted to ask you about Kaikuyu King. Is that how you say it? Yes, Kaikuyu King. Yes, so that's named after Kaikuyu, the type of grass. Um, he yeah, he's just come back in. Um, oh, we've just sort of done a month sort of work on the arena and stuff with him, just building him up. So he'll be a, a good while off yet. But um, hoping to get him back where it's a bit weaker kind of over the winter, which should be good. Hopefully we can get another win for him. Have you got uh, maybe a horse or two coming through or that you're not quite, uh, we haven't really exposed the punters to yet that we should be keeping an eye out on? Um, I've got a 
deep field filly. She's out in the paddock now. We haven't done a great deal with her. It was her first preparation. Um, one of our friends sent it over. So she, look, I mean, without obviously having done a lot with her, she seems like a really nice horse. So hopefully she can be an up-and-coming star for us. But um, she looks like a really nice little fast, fast filly. So hopefully we can get someone with her. And uh, look, if anybody's got a horse out there, I'm sure they can get in touch with you. And, and um, being sort of uh, only having 11 and looking to grow is, um, from all accounts from races, you really sort of try to keep your communication and, and really sort of closely involved with your owners and the, and the horses that you're running? Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing we do try and do is always um, communicate with the owners as much as we can so they feel like they're really part of the team. I mean, you don't really want have a horse in work and not know much about it even if it's just a little photo video every second or third day anything I think keeps them all happy and then they can show their friends and then it ends up everyone kind of gets involved so yeah we've actually got a cafe in Handorf my family as well so they my mum give that a plug Handorf Cafe House beautiful (laughs) that's just in the main street of Handorf so she probably tells the majority of her customers all about me and all the horses. So I'm sure the whole of Handoff watches <laughs> my horses over the weekends. So, um, no, it's good, though. It's good fun. It gives them all something to talk to. A lot of them wouldn't have ever owned horses, but they kind of feel part of it, I guess. So it's, it's good. So they could get into go in there, get a flat white, and, uh, and yeah. Mama tips him into a get horse a running on the weekend. Yeah. Well, half of them asked my mum. She said, oh, I actually have no idea because I'd actually – still live up here in Harnoff, but I don't really get much of a chance to see mum and talk to her about it all because they're just so busy. But um, she can't... Oh, she probably knows. She's pretty good. She um, she is right into breeding and all that sort of stuff. So all of our family's horses, she kind of has always picked the stallions, the ones we can afford, of course. Um, Let's just touch on cash and checks uh, before we jump to a break, Ashton. Uh, been a, a pretty handy little horse. Clearly, Lindop's been riding it, or, or one of her favourites. Um, a good win recently, beating Spark Up um, and Trumpster. You know, sort of looming in on $100,000 now. Three wins from 20. Looks like you got the horse going really well. Yeah, look, he's going fantastic. It's a shame we didn't get in last week. Um, unfortunately, it was third emergency. We didn't get a run, but um, the, this this week, the race looks perfect for him. Step up in distance. And look, I think he'll he'll handle soft ground. He's like he's obviously got good form on the soft, and I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Um, not a bad gate. Caitlin back in the saddle. She knows the horse really well. So I'm hoping we can get another winner. And we see Silent Don. Is that going to maybe stay or come uh, yeah, to back to sort of city grade? Or are you going to leave Silent Don in, in the Wednesday grade just for the time being? Well, we'll have a look and see what race I haven't actually sat down to see. We'll kind of look, yeah, I mean, we'll just sort of see what the races look like. I think a mile next start would be good, a good start. I think he will definitely get over further. He's both Dundee and his mother did get over a bit further as well. Um, so I don't see it being a problem. He seemed very relaxed in behind them after as well. Ash- Not initially, but he did relax. So that was, we could be able to get a bit further with him. Ashton, things are going super. We'll try and push our listeners to get in touch if they want to race a horse with you. Thanks so much for joining us on the SA Betfair Edge. Best of luck with cash and checks, and I'm sure we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Ashton Downing there. Stable, last three runners, three winners. You can't be going any better than that. We have to go to a break.
uh, on the other side of this, Lockie Mosley to join me to run through the entire card. We've just had a chat to Trav and to Ashton Downing there. So uh, you've heard about their runners. Uh, we'll run through the card. Still our best values and lays of the days to come. And don't forget, if you want to race a horse with a small team and get the right communication, contact Ashton Downing. We'll be back right after this on the SA Bet Fair Edge. The SA Bet Fair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. And as always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Don't forget to tune in to Trackside covering the Stradbroke, the JJ Atkins, you name it. We'll be there. Um, all thanks to Betfair, of course. Miles Fitznick here with you as I'm joined by the superstar from Betfair and Winning Edge Invets- Investments. We need him every week and I need him this week more than ever. His name is Lockie Mosley. He joins me. How are you, Lock? Yeah, pretty good, Miles. How are you, mate? Good. Mate, I need you this week. No Claire Bear and she's been excellent in the wet. I've been absolutely rat SHIT. You know, I've been terrible. <laughs> And uh, I need some help. We've gone a little bit earlier, full disclaimer to the listeners. We've had to go because I've done uh, some trackside shifts a little bit earlier. So we've had to go a bit early with the form this week. But, mate, um, what are you expecting track-wise? Soft seven, parks again. It's going to be tough. Yeah, look, last week was a really, really tough meeting. And we did struggle to find winners. But it was actually good to see the parks track play fairly. And it was good to see horses win on the rails, but then later on the day they got out wide and they stormed over the top. So, um, yeah, on, because of the, the soft seven potential downgrade, heavy eight, I think I think the track's going to play fair again. Well, that's what we're after. Let's go to race number one on the card over the 12.50, benchmark 68. Uh, tough enough little affair, but I think with the way this starts with hello uh, and from what I've seen with it, um, can sort of jump and run. This horse will sort of settle midfield or just outside of them. I think it's got some upside, this horse, bit of ability. I think might be too strong for for them. Valarock, for me, is a danger. Uh, that's the one that'll be up on speed, where it gets two from five with Barrand. Look, you'd think it's probably going to cross starts with hello and starts with the low toddy will sort of sit off the back. But on four from two, you know, maybe sort of lumber punk as, the, as a, going into third. Your thoughts? Yeah, basically the same, Miles. I think this starts with a hello, has a fair bit of ability, like you said. Um, just riding was on the wall first up, and then it just put him away second up. Um, the only the only issue is, obviously, that, that it handles a soft track, but the others haven't really been seen on it. So that one can go on top. Uh, Ildon Cavallo, uh, racing really well. It's got a bit of ability. Um, four wins. It just got too far back last start. Um, it's another horse that's shown a fair bit in the first preparation. Um, it gets right down in the weight to yeah. 52 kilos. So that's a good little each-way play. And, yeah, Lumberpunk um, in for fourth as well. Yeah, oh, the weight with four wins is, has to be, has to be uh, looked at. Let's go to race number two. Oh, look, to be perfectly honest, uh, I went through a few of these and started watching replays and went, gee whiz, I can't find anything that looks as good as this legless lady. I know it's drawn a bit funny, um, and I know it'll get back, but I think this horse might actually be all right. Um, uh, look, ran in behind starts with hello. You're going to get a pretty good guide. If starts with hello goes down and bolts in in the first, I reckon you can bolt in on this in the second. Well, that, yeah, I agree because it does have that form behind starts with a low and it was a real eye-catcher behind it as well. It was motoring home from the back. It's going to be very hard to beat. Um, awkward draw is the only really thing I'm worried about. But the one that I've got on top, and I had it on top last week, but there was a late scratching, is Ryan Balfour's horse, Williston. number six, Williston. Yeah. Yes. 
like like I was saying, it was that sort of the hundreds into thirties on debut. So there was there was that stable confidence there, and it just got a long way back, but it really it really charged through the line. So at the price, happy to be on that one. Um, yeah, obviously legless ladies in there. Um, Angel Boom, and then also Lady Deloon, or Lady Leloon, I should say, um, should be should be thereabouts. Do you reckon they scratch Williston with the confidence they had with Bayesian Bell in that other one? Because we mentioned that, remember, about the bow for runners and thought, geez, if you sort of want to follow one, they've left one out and then waited for the right race? I think so, because the money came for that Bayesian Bell last week, and there was a, there was a massive tip floating around for it as well. So I think, obviously, they knew they couldn't get that one beat. And, um, yeah, so they're buttering up this weekend and probably probably a little tiny bit easier of race. Yep. Race number three over the 1,000, class one. Pretty straightforward here for me. I am one, two, and then the four. Um, and pretty straightforward here. I think Gold Bucket will roll every little breeze here. Um, every little breeze drawn 15. Gold Bucket draws one. We'll go straight up, settle on speed. I think it'll be too good for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, every, the only thing I maybe see a little tiny bit differently to you, Miles, is that every little breeze is one from one, and that wind was on that heavy eight track. So it's a proven that it is going to actually skip through that ground, depending on how the track plays on the day. Um, yeah, the gold bucket was excellent two starts ago. Then it just got lost at um, Flemington straight last start. So as horses do, um, so you can definitely forgive Flemington straight runs. Um, I thought Soames trialled quite well. Um, it's got an awkward gate to contend with, but um, like I said, if they're coming from out wide, that should be no issue. And Prance and Dance in for fourth, uh, really good winner first up, last preparation. And then it just had a little couple of luckless runs in harder grade. So drawn well, two kilo claim, that should be thereabouts as well. Race number four, 12.50, benchmark 86. It's a nice race, this. If Rock the Ring was in it, it's been scratched. I would have been keen. Note that Turbo's dual nominated in Melbourne as well. Uh, my numbers look pretty straightforward again. I'm one, three, four. I think Outlaws Revenge can bounce back here. They they put the claim on. It's got a good record at the track. It can settle just off them. I know it was no good uh, back in the Goodwood, but I reckon it might have had excuses that day. Before that, it was only two and a half links off free of debt and Savage 2 XL. And Savage 2 XL's a Goodwood and Group 1 winner. Before that at Morfittville, it ran five links off Bella Vella and Instant Celebrity. Goes to a reasonably weak 82 here, I would have thought. So... I'm one, three, and four in that order. I, I think this might be the race we see Outlaws go bang again. Yeah, look, I hope so, Miles, because I remember last preparation, it took on some bigger races, and it sort of failed, and then it came out, and it just blew them away at big odds, and then they obviously put it out for a spell. Um, I, I feel a little bit bad for Ryan Balfour and the connections of this horse, because every like it's got a lot of ability, and every time they get this horse into a big race, like a Goodwood and a listed race, it just draws the car park, and it just has no chance, especially the way the Goodwood was run this year. Yeah. So, to get, I think it, it's right down in class with the two kilos claim. It should show its class and beat these surely. Um, extra time can't knock it. Probably preferred on a bigger track, but um, since Subby's reunited with it, it's, it's recaptured that form. Um, I had Turbo in, so it depends on where that's going. And Street Life in for fourth as a bit of an each-way play with a nice gate. Yeah, you and I are pretty well the same there, except my fourth pick's Hypercane. But uh, not often you and I see exactly the same. So let's get uh, let's get that sorted. Well, Miles, last week we saw the last race of the day exactly the same, one, two, three, and they all ran nowhere. So <laughs> hopefully we can change that. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, does it? Race nah. number five. Over the 22.50, hate these races, especially benchmark 78. Um, look, I've, I've actually ended up sitting on on um, a couple here. 
I, I think rising renown can improve. We had a chat to Trav earlier in the show. and Look, it just didn't go its way. He gets in pretty well at the weights. You've got King of Pharaohs has to be respected here. 55 and a half kilos to run at Murray Bridge in behind Thrill Kill. Wasn't too bad in a 68. I know it goes up here. Um, medieval Miss and Wits About Him. They're the ones you've got to keep an eye on here. Now, you, you're sort of missing matching form. I know... Um, the, uh, just forgot, the medieval miss, should I say. That run at Morfittville in behind Pearl Bandit, not usual glorious, in that 80. It was only four and a half lengths off him, but this race is going to be easier than that. And wits about him, I think you have to keep an eye on here. Two from three in the soft, this horse, coming off a nice win at sale over the 2200 in a 64, where it beat Ortisadorum, which I have a little bit of time for. So I'm actually going to flip um, here. I'm sort of two and four, I think, to then roll you know, the six and the nine as the locals, but they're the four numbers. Yeah, I, I see it differently. I thought King of Pharaohs might be the best bet of the day. Um, its run was like SA Derby just completely out of class and it just went way too quick in front and just knocked up. So forget that. Rosalind Day only had the horse for about a week, so she knew nothing about it. So she's had a little bit more time with the horse. It came out and ran a cracker last start um, for second. It should have won. Um, and obviously stepping back up into the trip and drawn well. Callum Murray, Roslyn Day going really, really well. So um, that one can go on top. I think it's a bit of a standout. Um, Capricorn Ridge um, was really good behind Toyetic. Meets at a couple of kilos better in the weights. So I've got Toyetic in there for third. And then, yeah, Medieval Miss as well. We must respect fourth up. Mate, uh, let's go to race number six. Uh, 1550 benchmark 82. I'm calling this the can't catch them handicap. Do you know why? Because all these horses in this are horses that I can just never catch. Skilled bunch, Jaguary, Call Me Seamus, No Name Lane, Perfect Root, Francis Boy, Get Out of the Way, uh, Retrato. The only one I've never actually had a bet on is Grinzinger Star. Um, but uh, honestly, they've filled this race with horses I can just never get right. I'm going field in the quaddy. I've got absolutely no idea. Had a chat to Trav. Jaguary likes it wet. If it gets super wet, I'd probably back that. But I have no clue. Yeah, I backed Jaguar in the in the get out last week. Um, I think about about twenty to one. It just stormed down the outside on that heavy track. No reason why I can't do it again because it's actually quite well weighted. It goes up only a tiny little bit in um, in grade, and they have got no penalty from the wind, so it's actually really well weighted from gate three. Um, Skill bunch was just terrific last start. It just it smacked them, so I, I don't see any reason why it can't do that again. I think those two are a bit of a standout, actually. Don't think you need to take the field miles. Um, well, I'll follow you. Cool. Save you some money <laughs> well, on the quaddy. Uh, well, maybe Chuck in Call Me Shameless as well. So have three in there. Um, that can that looks well-weighted um, today. And then also Magnetic Edge is racing pretty well. Not too much luck last start. Draws better. Should be in the finish. Well, there's my quaddy numbers. Thank you. Uh, race number seven over the 1,400. Benchmark 68. Ah, uh, this is my best bet of the day. Sacred Amore. Oh, look, I think it was in the wrong lane last week. I know it lost the photo. It only lost it just to Jarmint. Um, had 60 kilos um, there. Wrong lane at Murray Bridge. Drops to 58 and a half. Then Lockie Nightoff gets a claim in on top. Barrier four. It handles this sort of going. Uh, the trip suits. It'll settle up on speed just outside the leader. I've got that to beat uh, the four cash and checks and then the eighth Castle of Kings. But this is my best bet of the day, Sacred Amour.
Yeah, I'll follow you through. It's probably my next best bet of the day, Sacred Armour. Um, yeah, look, it's just so well weighted now. Dropping from 60 kilos to 58.5 and the extra two kilos of Rocky Nine off, it just looks a weighted. I won't say a weighted certainty, but it, it's. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I can't, oh, see, I can't oh, no. see much getting past oh, it. Oh no! Oh no! Shouldn't have dropped the moral bomb. I'm no, sorry. Oh, you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I mean, the, the the danger or the market danger is actually Castle of Kings, and I thought it was a bit weak last start, but the. They're backing it and again in it. It's about four dollars fifty, four dollars sixty. But I think Sacred Amour's got a fair bit on it. So that one's going on top. I thought Annika, um, as a bit of a roughie, it didn't have much luck behind Sacred Amour in those horses last start. Yeah, it's got a bit. Yeah, on its day, nice three kilo claim. Um, Castle of Kings. I'm just chucking it in there because I'm not too much. I'm not too sure about the rest. And Ashton Downing's horse, cashing at checks, was a really nice winner last start. Can go on with it. Uh, let's go to race number eight, which is over the 1,000 metres, benchmark 68. This is another better bet I like. This is Fighting McLaren. I've been waiting for this horse to come back. Uh, loves a trip. Um, look, this is a horse that can do it, I think, from different spots. I don't think the park's track's going to matter. So however the track plays, I think it'll handle it. Trial at Balaclava was only a breeze up. They it, Look, it did it quite comfortably. Uh, Camera Willa claims two, so it'll get in at, uh, what's that, 59 and a half. I'm trying to find something to beat it here. Look, maybe Chosen Blonde on its day. I know that it can be a little bit of a head case. Um, look, if, if, I, if I went something outside of that, probably the two and the three, Secret War and Snippalicious, but this is probably my next best of the day, Fighting McLaren. Um, I like Chosen Blonde. I think Chosen Blonde can uh, roll Fighting McLaren here. Um, yep. It just did way too much work last uh, up in front. It got into a bit of a into a speed duel with Secret War, and they just both... Well, they both stuck on okay, but they both knocked up at the end behind that really talented horse, extremely lucky. Um, it loves the parks track. It's had five starts here, and it's won two. Comes second twice and a third, and, you know, it, it gets down to that heavy track, three starts, three placings, so it's going to be right in the finish with a nicer run in transit. Um, one at odds, um, it won two starts ago at 100s, is Sunny Green number 12. It came out and come from dead last and blew them away at, yeah, sorry, $90 on the bet fair. Um, and it actually had no luck last start with an apprentice on. So I noticed that uh, Garrett Lynch has put the, the jockey on that one at big odds again, Callum Murray. So throw that one in your multiples or have something small each way. Uh, what else we got? Fighting McLaren, obviously. And, yeah, Secret Wars from that chosen blonde race um, can round out the numbers. Race number nine on the card. Uh, this is uh, benchmark 60 over the 15.50. My numbers here are like, wide open, this. Two bolt by, got to have it on top. The four, Fox Dior, I think, can return. Jason Holder riding, drawn okay. Uh, then I've got the one Trumpster for Philip Stokes, Ben Price. I think that, I know it's drawn a bit ugly in the 15, but I think it's a chance. The six, uh, Manasa for Trent Buss and Natalie Young. I think that can improve here. And then I've got the three unlaced as maybe a danger. But the big value, I think, in the race is Michael's other runner, Chromatica. Now, this horse won superbly at Strathalbyn on a soft deck over the 1600 and, and beat a horse called Six Foot Song. And I've had a little bit of time for Six Foot Song. Then went to a trial, came and run at Gaul. I had no favours, was five and a half lengths off him in a really good class one. That was Alpine Bow and Southern Swoop. They then subsequently came out and won as well, I'm pretty sure. So I think Chromatic is the horse that's over. I'm just going to have a host of these in the quaddy though, uh, being two, four, one, six, fourteen, and and the three. Yeah, Chromatica was. I thought Chromatica was a little bit weak um, last start at. It was a gore. I had a, yeah. I had a horse of my own in the race called Fast Dealer, and he's no 
he's no good and he couldn't get past him, so I'm not sure I could have that one, Miles, but I won't knock you because it's 12 to 1, so that's all good. Um, but I agree with you. I think Bolt Buyer is a, a really good bet as well. Um, forget Barrier 16. End of the day, soft, heavy track. I think it's going to be like last Saturday where you where Jaguar came from last to win. I think you bolt by, same thing, because it gets right back in its races. I think by the end of the day, it's just going to go swooping around them and go bang. So that one on top, unlaced, Michael Hickmont's other horse, I really, really do like with the three-kilo claim. It just had no luck last start. Um, best form's good enough, and it does like the sting out of the track. Um, Manasa, forget it went around last start, go on previous two runs. And Fox Dior, back in back to the right distance. I don't think it saw out the distance last start. Drawn well, can't knock its form. Hey, uh, mate, we're going to go to a break. On the other side of this, we're going to come back with our best values and lays of the day, if we even have any, uh, and plenty more to come on the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitz, Naloki, Mosley, all thanks to Betfair, the Queensland Winter Carnival. It is heating up. Stradbroke, JJ Atkins, Q22. It's all happening. Probably the worst edition of the Brisbane Cup ever, but that's by the by. You can find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly, and if gambling becomes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. We'll be back right after this. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's time for the best values and lays of the day. No clear Lindop, just myself and Lockie Mosley. Lock, just quickly, overall your confidence in the card. I'm not very confident with a soft seven on a parks track sort of things overall. I sort of adjust my staking plan a, a fair bit, though, with when it's a little bit affected like this. Um, no, I'm, I'm quite confident. After I wasn't very confident last week at all um, with the way things were going to play, and it was a shocking meeting, but I was quite happy with the way the Parks track played. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it was very, very even, which was good to see. So I'm, I'm quite confident with the ones that we have today. Uh, righto, give us your best values and lays of the day, mate. Best bet is race five, number six, King of Pharaohs. Um, I catch a last start. Should have won. Coming back from Group 1 derby form. Stable is flying. Our next best is race nine, number two and number three, Bolt by and Unlaced. I think if you have money on both of them, I think you'll get a return. Our Ruffy is race eight, number 12, Sunny Green. Good winner at 90 to one, uh, two starts back. Didn't have any luck last start, so it's come around big odds again, so it might surprise. And our lay is race seven, number eight, Castle of Kings. Um, it won two starts ago, but just didn't beat anything. It, it, it beat better Eddie, who came out and did nothing. I went third on, on, a, on a shocking Wednesday, mate. So, and then last start, it was just plain. So I don't really understand why it's so short in the market. So happy to leave that one alone, Miles. Right, best for me and not like absolute load-up jobs. I'm not as confident as you. Race one, number four, starts with hello. Um, and race seven, number five, Sacred Amour. They're the two I think should win. Uh, there's two at around the $4 mark or four twenty, four forty mark I think you can play. That is race eight, number one, Fighting McLaren, and race four, number one, Outlaws Revenge. They're going to be called my little value play. So starts with hello, Sacred Amour, and then the next sort of step is Fighting McLaren, Outlaws Revenge. Lockie, appreciate your time, mate. We'll chat same time, same place next week. Easy, Miles. Happy punting, mate. Lockie Mosley there from Winning Edge Investments and Betfair. Don't forget the Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. If gambling becomes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. We'll be back next week. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.